Welcome back, my love. So quick lesson learned and announcement before we jump into this podcast. The lesson learned was to ask for feedback. I only did that recently about the Nikki-tastic name. I thought Nikki-tastic perfectly conveyed that you need to step into your power to create a fantastic life. However, (laughs) when I actually finally came around to asking my friends, what do you think? And asking a business coach, they were all, not all, but mostly in agreement that it didn't resonate with them. And it certainly wasn't going to attract my target audience. I was like, oh, (laughs) okay. I should have asked for feedback in the beginning. And so I'm sharing this with you to invite you ask for feedback. It is hugely helpful. What do you think about the name? What do you think about the colors, the branding? Am I conveying the message that I think I'm conveying? It makes a massive difference to get the feedback because what you think is obvious to you is not necessarily obvious. And I also highly advocate hiring a business coach. They can see things from a different perspective. They can save you time and in the long run, a lot of money. So hugely valuable. Sit down with a coach and review, even if it's just one hour. I sat down with the coach for half an hour and it changed everything for me. In fact, he helped me with my next big announcement because I finally picked the name that I think really expresses and conveys what the whole podcast is about. And that is Elevate to Legendary with Dr. Nikki. It's all about what do you need to do to elevate yourself, your body, your brain, your spiritual connection so that you can be the most powerful version of yourself. This podcast is really how to get you to your highest potential. And I'm so excited. I hope this name really conveys that. Let me know. Share in the comments below if you like the new name. And as for my next guest, James Quigley, I absolutely adore this man. He is a business consultant and an amazing human being. He's going to share his core values that helped him get through some challenging times. And also, what is what are his favorite practices to get really clear and create flow for himself in his daily world? So let's get started. Here's James. Thank you so much, Dr. Nikki. This is exciting. I'm so excited for you. Ah, uh, thank you. It's such a blessing to have people like you on the show to uh, share your wisdom. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So um, we're going to end up talking about how to shift identity and core values for a fantastic life. But before we get there. I wanted to start with your story because it's fascinating. Well, as I was saying earlier, it's a long one. It's 43 now, so there's a big story there, but I'm going to shorten it up real quick. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, uh, born in 1978, so obviously the 80s in New York is very different from what it was today. Um, My father was a blue-collar guy. Family was blue-collar. My mother, a woman of color who grew up in the projects, really focused on education. And for us, we had a... It seemed like a normal life, but it really wasn't. So my father had two lives. One being a tow truck driver where sometimes he owned the business, sometimes he did. Uh, But others, he also moonlighted with an organized crime. Wow. And so throughout the years, I saw a lot of things that I shouldn't have. Hmm. And I was constantly told, whatever you hear, whatever you see, don't share. And so that impacted me from, you know, a really young age, you know, the things that I saw between extramarital affairs, between drugs and 
violence and things of that nature. But my mom did her best to shield us from it. So I was kind of naive growing up. And I thought, oh, this is just normal. But I kept that secret. And that secret followed me throughout my life. Because even though I saw my peers doing amazing things in the fitness industry, and I was alongside a lot of people, I never understood why I could not do the things that I saw my peers doing. I wouldn't use my voice. I could speak. No problem speaking. But I couldn't use my voice, right? And so consciously, I just leaned into ego. Leaned into like, oh, they're not as good as me. They're just faking it, right? It made up all of these stories in my head, but the little boy was protecting me. The little boy was saying, don't say anything. Remember, protect us. And so I went through uh, 18 years in the fitness industry, uh, working in various roles, owning and operating gyms, mentoring thousands of trainers and coaches, but I could never get past that obstacle. I can never get over that hurdle of growing up, knowing this secret. I believe I was 13 years old when, for, when, when it, I came to the realization that if I had to take someone's life, I could. Wow. And I'll tell you a quick story. So my father owed a lot of people money. Oh, I'm sorry. He owed a lot of money to someone that you don't want to owe money to. Got it. And he kind of nearly destroyed our family. And so I remember him bringing me into the bedroom and showing me where the guns were and showing me how to use one. And I was scared of my father. I love my father. He's a great guy. But I was obviously respectful of him. And so he taught me where it was, how to use it, and gave me a talk that I'll never forget. It was, don't ever touch these. Don't ever take these out. They're not toys. However, if someone comes into this house that you do not know, you need to come here and you need to grab this and here's how you're going to use it. You got to protect your mom. You got to protect your sister. Will you promise me to do that? Wow, at 13. 13, you know, maybe 12, 13 years old. Um, and I came to the realization that I could. And I had no choice, right? So that came with me throughout, you know, my adulthood. And it obviously impacted me from a greater angle until just a few years ago when I really started my personal, my spiritual journey. Wow. Okay. And so did you get to a point where you realized that you needed this identity shift? Like what was the catalyst to, to move you into this new space? Moving to Austin. Mm -hmm. So 2015, a good friend of mine had the idea that boutique fitness was going to boom here. 2015, right? He saw the writing on the wall. He was already here. And I was living in Kuwait, uh, operating gyms out there. And we talked and we kept in touch. And I thought it was a fantastic idea. But I didn't know anything about Texas, right? Um, so in about 2016, I came here, loved it, loved the landscape. We had this fantastic idea. We had a great team, great investor, and we had the spaces. 2017, I moved here. Everything started to fall apart. Things weren't going the right way. Locations that we wanted weren't falling into our laps. The investor was getting frustrated. I realized a lot of the resistance that I was feeling to this was because I was done. I didn't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to open up gyms anymore. I didn't want to work in a gym anymore. I didn't want to operate anymore. I'm going to stop you right there. That is such an important point for listeners. Like If, if things aren't moving for you, 
you have to start looking at how you're actually maybe your frequency is creating your reality. Yeah. And so something in within you is not in alignment with what you're pushing for. And that's why it's not coming together. And that's exactly what was happening, right? It was me, right? When I took a step back and I realized that it was me, but my identity had been attached to fitness my whole life, right? I mean, I grew up as sort of like a chameleon because I had to, when, when children grow up with parents that are addicts, whether they're drugs or alcohol or whatever it is, you tend to mimic or prepare yourself for how your parents can come home. Right. So whether my father came home happy and loving or he came home angry and scary. And so I always had to adapt to that. So my identity would take on other people's identities. Right. I was really good at that. I can sit in any table that is positives. I can be friends with Republicans and Democrats. I can sit at any table. I have friends that are from Iraq. I have friends that are in the military. So I can sit at any table. But the negatives are I didn't know who I really was. Uh. And so I attached my identity to being a fitness pro, a coach, this operator, this guy in the fitness industry. And when I had the opportunity to take that away, I didn't know who I was. Got it. Yeah. And so that was the catalyst for me going on this journey over, I want to say it's now like four years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what were some of the practices, exercises you did to find a new identity? The first one was just learning. I realized I couldn't learn anymore. Like I struggled, like really um, taking in information because I was just on my phone all the time, right? I was just constantly distracted. So I followed um, Jim Quick, the yeah, brain guy. Love Jim Quick. And so I just started to kind of like grab onto his stuff. And then I started to find people like Tom Billion and my lead. And that led me back to Tony Robbins. Right. And so my mom gave me a book when I was little. She would always give us books. And she gave me a Tony Robbins book when I was little. And I was like, ah, mom, you know. Um, and so it led me back to Tony Robbins. And so through a lot of the stuff that I learned from Tony was obviously journal uh, and Ed journaling. Yeah. Starting to read again and teach myself how to read. Meditation. And just accepting that even though I'm 40 years old at the time. Even though I'm 40, that's the ego talking that I can't learn anymore, mm. right? And so it was just accepting where I was and just leaning into these practices and just learning how to ask for help. Yeah, love it. You're big on the ice baths as well, no? I am. Yeah, that was just that's been three years now. I, I discovered it about three years ago here okay. uh, at, a, at a gym that I was working at in Austin. The owner, like, he was all about it. He loved it. And so I tried and I was like, this is amazing. Right. And so that's been one of the major practices too, is the contrast of sauna to ice. That's awesome. What do you feel? What are, what are the sensations? Is it energizing? Like, what is it? Yeah, completely. That's a great word to use. Energizing, clearing, mm. right? It feels like absolutely, once I'm done, I just feel completely clear. Like I've gotten through the sauna, I've just gotten all the stuff out of my body. But I got the clarity and the focus of the breath work through the ice bath. So I feel clear every time I do it. Nice. Yeah. Any specific meditation practices that um, work for you well? I'm a big guided meditation person. Yeah, helpful. Yeah, yeah, like I enjoy like just sitting in silence. That's not probably what I like, what I enjoyed about it. 
finding a guided meditation on what you need to focus on. So maybe it's abundance, maybe it's clarity, you know, something that I'm, I'm maybe struggling with or I want more. And so I'll find a guided meditation there and I'll just kind of listen to it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think guided really helps, especially sure. in the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I could not be more. Yeah. I could not agree with more with that. I do my breath work in silence and then I pray. Nice. Yeah. What do you pray about? <sighs> Thanks. Just a lot of gratitude. You know, mm -hmm. we start with that because a lot of people are like, I don't know where to start. It's just like, I do start with thank you. Yeah. It's the way to attract more. 100%. Yeah, and to be happy with where you are, where you have, and be happy on the journey. What do you pray for? Ooh. I guess continued abundance in all forms. Mm. Love, friendships, travel, exploration, mm. contribution is my biggest one. Like, I, I want my life to have served, been in service, and to mm. have made a difference. And so I, I pray for guidance and to show me the way and i and i i say use my use this vessel yeah. use me i'm here to serve show me how i can serve it's funny you say that i, I had to i felt like i had to say that to myself the other day because the ego pops up every so often you know that's we'll talk more about that but this stuff like doesn't go away like the fears and the doubts and all the things that i felt four years ago before i started the practices they're all still here that all still pops up all the time and you know uh, a good uh, uh, one of my former coaches uh, new levels new devils Ooh. right so new levels new devils meaning every time you take a step forward or you get another level higher there's just more that comes at you right so new levels new devils so it doesn't end right so the practices just really help you to kind of understand it uh, and then you just know what it is like oh I know what this is nice yeah you know, one thing I, I is consistent with all of my clients is helping people shift from focusing on what they don't want and that what they don't want to happen mm -hmm. to focusing on what you want. Yes. And it's just a, it's a sh subtle shift, but it, and it's catching yourself in that moment and shifting and not allowing your brain to spiral downwards. Totally. And so that's the act. It's a continuous practice of yeah. just shifting to shifting your your attention to what you want. And how you need to show up in order to get there. Absolutely. I think that's so important. I mean, for years, my biggest one was, I don't want to end up like my father. I don't uh, want to be my dad. I don't want to be my dad. Well, <laughs> at like 20 years old, I was trying to be a criminal. Luckily, I was terrible at it. Huh? I was a terrible criminal. Thank God. Um, I didn't have the heart for it. You know, yeah. my mom raised this to be... Uh -uh, correction. You have too big of a heart. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> too big of a heart for it. You know, my mom... She did, she, she was everything that I am today. It's because of her, Aww. you know, she was the rock. She was my heart. And, um, yeah, she, it was because of her that, you know, I ended up the way I am. Thankfully. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Tell us about Amplify. Amplify is kind of my vision to help coaches and online creators just kind of amplify their voices, their messages, and of course, uh, their ability to serve. You know, when I was struggling and I was going through it, I realized that there's not a lot of support and guidance. There's a lot of business coaches, right? There's a lot of people that want to tell you how to do strategy and give you all the tools. There's a lot of that. There's an abundance of that, in fact. Uh, 
but how many people actually will just sit there and really listen to you and just really support you and just really guide you through that journey because you and I both know that journey gets really difficult, right? And when you're trying to do all of these new things like marketing, <laughs> like sales, like putting together all the business and talking to your accountant, right? All these little things, it calls to a new you, someone that you haven't been before. And so that can get really challenging, especially if you're someone that's heart-centered, right? And so Amplify was my op was my vision to just help people amplify their businesses and their 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 opportunity to build communities. Mm, so important. Thank you. Love that. Okay, you talked also about core values. Yeah, I read that um, you believe in growth connection, contribution, and play. Mm -hmm. Can you tap into each one of those and what they mean to you? I can, you know, and I'll start with just going, you know, defining your core values is so important. If you want to live life on your terms, if you want to really live, what's your... A fantastic life. A fantastic life. If you really want to live a fantastic life and you don't define your core values, well, you're going to live someone else's life, right? Someone else is going to tell you how to live that life. Eventually, in the beginning, maybe that's okay, but eventually that's that's going to wear on you. And you're going to realize like, oh, this is not what I want. So that's why I finally decided to identify these core values I can live on. So continual, con steady growth, mm. right? Steady growth. Be careful when you ask for growth. When you ask for growth, <laughs> right? Be, when you ask for growth, whatever you believe in, God, universe, source, right? All uh, Whatever you believe in. It's going to give it to you, and it's going to give it to you in a way that you're not prepared for sometimes, right? Growth isn't easy. Mm -hmm. Just you, in order for you to really grow, you've got to you got to go through challenges. You got to go through obstacles. You got to see who you are, be you know through that through those obstacles. So steady growth, and that means little by little, one day at a time, yeah. right? Don't try to do it all at one time. Do it a little bit at a time, a little bit of progress. The next one is connection but wait before you go to yeah. that one so my idea of growth is is kind of expanding the borders of what you think you're capable of right mm. like you're just pushing your limits essentially always and and so i do that a lot with diving into my subconscious and really exploring what are the beliefs and patterns that i've picked up as a child and in response to whatever the triggers were in those moments that are then keeping me stuck and small yeah and usually it, it, that has involved breath work, some kind of plant medicine, traveling around the world by myself. Like I've, I've pushed myself in a way that is temporarily uncomfortable, but then unbelievably relieving after. For sure. We can do a whole podcast just on that. Yeah. You know, and I love that you said the traveling on your own. Yeah. That is something that's like, it's not talked about frequently. No. And it's not, it's a big one. Mm -hmm. You know, I had the opportunity to live abroad. Yeah. Did not know anyone. I had the opportunity to travel to places where I didn't speak the language and I'm the only person in the room that doesn't speak the language. Yep. And when you grow up in our, you know, the States, <laughs> right? You think the whole world revolves around us, uh, especially being a New Yorker. The world revolves around New York, yeah. right? So it's I thought. the center of the planet. Sure. <laughs> and so going abroad, you know, it's like, oh my God. You know, you just, you understand where you fit in with the universe and you're just a part of this awesome thing. So yeah, that's a big one. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Connection. Intentional connection. Mm. Right. Not just, I was, I'm great at making acquaintances. 
I'm great at having all of these friends and shaking hands and kissing babies. But <laughs> it was, you know, when I turned around and I, and I, you know, who could I really call? Who could I really lean into? And so I kind of really started to think about that. Like I had all these surface level relationships. Community gets overblown. Community is the house. Mm. Right? What makes a home a home? Right? Community is the thing. It's the place. What makes community come alive is the connections that it creates inside of it. Yeah. Intimate, right? intimate connections. Right? So in, intentional connections, really like, hey, I want to get to know you. Right. And I don't care what you do for work. I want to know what you're proud of. Mm. You know, I want to know what can I help you celebrate. Right. That's one of my first questions because we're always doing the work. Yes. Things are always hard. <laughs> right. There's, there's obstacles and challenges and it can get it can get really, really um, exhausting. And so connecting with someone in a way where it's like, let me high five you. Yeah. Let me give you a hug. Right. So that it brings all it makes the work feel meaningful. So important. So important. That's literally one of the reasons I've started this podcast is because, again, it's shifting people away from self-doubt and, and sabotage to confidence. And yeah. what you're doing is celebrating people's strengths and, and cheerleading people. We need to start cheerleading ourselves sure. so much more than mm-hmm. knocking ourselves down. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it happens. You know, it happens. You get so focused on the work and so focused on your passion, your purpose, and you lose sight of your little bit, your, your small milestones. Yeah. Right? Your, your small milestones. Like, I got up this morning, I made my bed, I drank my water, I read, my, I read a chapter of my book. Uh, Why nice. is that not a win? That's a big win. Those are yeah. three big wins. Yeah. Right? And so I, I do this all the time with my, my coaches. I'm like, share with me two business wins and two personal wins. Good. And they can't, they're like, oh. and they're, they're looking all over the place. I'm like, it's right there in front of you. The winds are right there in front of you. Yeah. yeah. Starting your day by making your bed is, is a fascinatingly easy accomplishment mm-hmm. that sets the tone for your day. Yeah. I learned that from this monk, Dundapani, and he had this theory that you want to close loops. So if you, closing the loop of going to sleep, for example, mm-hmm. is making your bed. Closing the loop of eating your food is doing the dishes. Mm. And if you leave loops open, your brain actually stays still attached to all these different things throughout your day and you have less brain power. That's amazing. That's a great way of looking at it. Right? You know, uh, for me, the way I, I, I got it from, I don't remember, but it was like making your bed is like the first task of the day. Yeah. Done. And you do it successfully. You make yeah. it neat and perfect. Yeah. And, uh, well, as they say, right, how you do anything is how you do everything. Exactly. So if you can make your bed and put some joy and a little bit of pride into it, right, that's going to transfer the rest of your day. Yeah, so yeah. true. Love it. Yeah. Okay, contribution. What's mm. your third? You know, contribution, I realize. It, so a lot of my values are based on needs. Right? Mm. If you're a Tony Robbins person, you may, you may recognize some of these, right? Yeah. And so these are human needs, the need to contribute. And so I said, well, that's great. Why don't I just make that a value? Yeah. Right? Because I do love to contribute. I do love to set the stage for other people. I'm the type of person that I realize, like, I'd rather build the train than drive it. Hmm. Right? I want to build the thing and allow other people to grow within it. And I said this to a friend of mine. We did an event. We were at this, like, small, we were at a park and we were at Zilker. Nice. And I create this little, this little picnic of bring people together. And I remember sitting there and I'm just looking around. I was like, this is, this is, this is my juice. Yeah. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, like 
look at all these people who don't know each other, just like building friendships and relationships and they're talking and I'm like, this is it. So when we say contribution, we automatically assume financial contribution, right? We automatically assume donating charity, which is awesome, which is great. I do it all the time. But contributing is just contributing your gifts. Mm. It's just sharing what you're good at and sharing what you enjoy. And so being able to do that is, yeah, if you can do that, it makes all the other stuff that we talked about, the work, the purpose, the drive, all that stuff just come together. Nice. Nice. And last one, play. Yeah. <laughs> This is huge. This is huge. And it goes a lot into, it also goes a lot into masculine and feminine energy. So play, I realize, is very feminine, right? Is enjoying your, yourself, having a good time, uh, being playful, stepping outside of yourself, uh, not taking yourself too seriously. And dancing has been a big one for me. Nice. Static dancing, because uh, play was always like working out, right? But I realized there's other ways of playing. And I love dancing. Um, I love just being a kid again, right? Allowing that inner child to come out. And so play, I found, is really huge. So about a month ago, I'm going through a massive shift now. And when I went through the shift four years ago, it was out of pain. Mm. Now it's out of pleasure. Right? Wonderful. Because I've allowed myself to lean into those, to connection and play more. Whereas in the beginning, I was more growing, more contributing, growth, contribution, which are great, but they're also masculine. Right? Mm -hmm. When now I'm leaning into connection and play and I'm finding the answers way more smoother, things are just happening. And that's why it's so important. I think play plays joy. Yeah. Play, play is doing the things that sometimes feels monotonous. But if you can bring joy to that, oh, what was the quote? Make ordinary moments into extraordinary experiences. Ooh. Yeah. How do you do that? You go to a grocery store. Yeah. Right? And you got a list. And you're probably pressed for time. So you go through that grocery store and you're just like, oh my God, I gotta grab this. Oh my God, I gotta grab this. And the butcher's taking forever, right? You want meat and the butcher's taking forever, right? And you're just like, oh, and you're, in your, you're in your head again. Take a step back. Take a deep breath. You're here. Yeah. This is a gift. This is your moment, right? Play. Have a good time, right? Start to, I love, I love to go down the candy aisle, right? I love to go down the candy aisle and just look at it. Although, like, I don't eat a lot of sugar these days. And just look at it and remember, like, when I was a kid and all this, I could eat all this stuff, <laughs> right? And I remember my, my dad would, like, steal candy. He was, he was always, once a criminal, always a criminal. He would steal candy and he would just give it to us. And we always thought, oh, candy's free here. We can wow, eat candy. That's so great. these memories pop up. And I just have a good time of just, just kind of allow myself to relax. So it's like in these moments, just take a step back, relax. Try to remember something good about your childhood. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, I like to think like if I'm stuck in some kind of traffic or line or something like, okay, how can I make this a, an enjoyable experience? Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be stuck here for a moment. So I start looking around and see what I could admire. Yeah. To me, play also means following your bliss. And what I've found that every single time I've followed my bliss, I've gone to an event that's like kind of lit me up. Yeah. I've met someone that's incredible. I've learned a life lesson. I, 
I've literally, it's been like, I've ended up serving my purpose more because I just did the things that called me and, and followed, followed the play, right? Sure. That took me to the yoga or the ecstatic dance or the uh, biohacking event or, you know, all the things that I get excited, I sign up for. I sign up for a lot. We see each other at a lot. So yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> because that's my play. My yeah. play is live events Agreed. and music and, and connection yeah. with people. And, um, and it's fascinating to me how I've, I've recently also shifted from pushing and being in this masculine, like trying to make things work. And now I'm sitting back more and just, all right, what is, uh, what's calling me today? Yeah. And I go there and I follow and it's like, oh my God, exactly who I needed to meet. The perfect next podcast guest. You know, like it, it just, it all flows and it's all, it stems from this concept of playing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. How can people find you? How oh, can people work for you? I'm, I'm, I love Instagram. Well, no, I should take that back. <laughs> uh, I'm on Instagram, Got it. right? That's the one I use mostly. Uh, Instagram is James P. Quigley. Uh, you can find me there. Or you can just email me. So it's J P as in Paul Quigley 2 at gmail.com. We'll put that in the comments. Wonderful. Yeah. And um, any specific, what's your ideal client real quick? Who, who, who do you really love to work with? I love to work with ambitious coaches who are looking to build their communities, who understand that it's going to, it's not about just the next thing. It's not about the trend. It's not about being an influencer. It's really about making an impact. So yeah. we always say impact over image. Love that. We're going to need to create some retreats or something Absolutely. together. Sure. <laughs> All right, you guys, do check out James's Instagram. You post a lot of really good quality content, and I, I admire what your, your work very much. So. Thank you so much. This was great. Yeah, do you feel complete? Oh, absolutely. Wonderful. Feel great, so thank you. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to subscribe below and leave me a review. That would help me so much. iTunes has a new and noteworthy category that if I get 100 reviews, even if they're short, they can be two words, just five stars, that will help me get onto that list in, in front of so many more people. And I will love you so much more. So please do that for me. That would be amazing. And if you want to connect with me, book a coaching call or check out my latest PDF on posting with more confidence, visit elevatetolegendary.com. Sending you so, so, so much love. Big hugs. Mwah!